You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. We're we're through week eight. I can't believe it, Matt. Uh, I know. Just half the season gone. Matt, coming up actually later today is the NFL trade deadline. We've, we've seen a couple moves. Uh, you could call them, at least from a fantasy standpoint, you could call them minor moves. We saw Mark Ingram traded uh, late last week, and then uh, certainly a, a bigger move NFL-wise with Von Miller going over to the Rams. Uh, Denver seems to be uh, maybe, maybe packing it in for the season. We'll see if they have anything else uh in store definitely uh you know some melvin gordon rumors we'll see if anything happens there uh what what are your expectations from the nfl trade deadline this year um i think there'll be a lot of action okay to be very good. honest with you i just think that the you know a team like denver they're four and three they just won but they realize they're not going anywhere i mean there's some real have nots in the league i mean teams like the texans have been dumping dudes left and right I expect there to be a lot of action, and I do think some of the contenders are more some of the more aggressive buyers in the league, you know, led by the Rams. And then, you know, if you're, I, I mean, I think there's five stud teams in the NFC, and if all of a sudden you look over and the Rams are adding Von Miller, like, oh, man, maybe the Packers should add a tight end, or, you know, I mean, you could go down to the Bucks should add a corner. You know, one of those other teams might say, Man, we can't sit on our hands either. We got to do something here. That's a good point. I mean, and, and that's similar to what we see in fantasy leagues. If if one of the teams near the top of the league is making a move, and you're in contention as well, you almost feel like you have to react to that. So that's that's a good way to think of it. You mentioned the Packers getting a tight end. Uh, I've I've seen some uh, some connection with Evan Ingram and uh, and the Packers. Who knows? You know, it's almost every year. Well, really, every single year, this is the case that there's more talk and more rumors than uh, than actual action that goes down. But uh, it, any trades in the NFL are are fun and exciting to think about. Oh, without question, Matt. Since it is Tuesday, we are talking dynasty transactions here today. I was hoping to get in some trade talk in this show. I I think we may have to focus on the waiver wire because there are so many so many players to focus on here uh, halfway through the NFL season on the waiver wire. And we've got to start with, of course, the Tennessee Titans. I know, I know they talked about this on yesterday's show as that news broke on, uh, on Monday morning, of course, Derek Henry uh, looks like he's out for the year going to have surgery. Uh, I think his surgery scheduled actually for this morning and, and was already placed on the injured reserve list. So, for fantasy purposes, essentially, he's out for the year. Maybe he comes back for the NFL playoffs if the Titans make it that far. We'll see. But for our purposes, he's he's basically done for the year. Uh, the Titans did not waste any time, went out and signed Adrian Peterson very quickly. Uh, they also have Jeremy McNichols, who's been their, their pass-catching back. How, how do you see this situation playing out and – uh, is Adrian Peterson someone we can count on from a fantasy perspective? 
I think he's a low-end running back, too. I mean, he's a total freak of nature that doesn't catch the football, and that's sort of what they had. You know, it's just, you know, 10 years older, you know? Good point. Good point. Um, I mean, I think they'll ask him to do the exact same things. He won't do it as well. He won't break the long one, but he'll be the foundation of the offense, and they have a pretty easy schedule coming up. So I think he's a low-end running back, too, type, you know, maybe a flex. Some of the other names that were given a chance over the past few weeks, especially the guys uh, Baltimore brought in. Honestly, I'm surprised Peterson wasn't wasn't signed before some of those guys, but uh, it, it worked yeah. out uh, for the Titans. And, and obviously, I mean, you said it as well. Peterson is not going to replicate what Derrick Henry did. Nobody in the league and – Probably nobody on earth could do that. Um, but I do think he's fantasy viable. I think he's absolutely worth an ad from the waiver wire. And uh, we'll talk about a, a, a bunch of other names. And even though there's no long-term upside with Peterson beyond this season and beyond this stint with Tennessee, uh, he has to be the number one priority in Dynasty League waiver wires. Oh, yeah. I mean, just to get you through the rest of the year, and, you know, he's startable. Startable running backs are hard to come by. I can't see a guy like Darrington Evans eating into his workload either. Well, that that's maybe why they made this move. Evans actually uh, landed on the injured reserve himself. He had, uh, right. had missed a bunch sure. of the season, came back, hurt his knee again. So uh, Evans is gone. Henry is gone. McNichol's still there, but he's the pass catcher. Uh, they've got a, a rookie, Makai Sargent, who's been active a game or two and just has a couple carries. Um, so that's that's what we're looking at with with Peterson, presumably the lead back for the Tennessee Titans, one of uh, one of the best offenses of the past few weeks. Uh, are we looking at this as a positive for Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown and, and if he can get back on the field, Julio Jones? No. Oh, really? I think it's a negative. I, I don't know. Maybe you disagree. I mean, I just think that they're so play-action Henry-dependent that if Peterson is a 80% facsimile of that, I just think that it's a little easier to guard Brown. I don't know that their passing percentage will go up dramatically. Frankly, I don't ever trust Julio, period, unfortunately. I hate saying mm, those things. That's, that's kind of where I, we're at. Yeah, I mean, is Tannehill the type of guy where we're going to say, we need you to throw five more times a game? I mean, he'll be fine doing it, but I don't think it's going to just elevate the offense. I mean, maybe, uh, there's always two ways to look at these things. Like, okay, maybe they'll throw a little more, and then A.J. Brown gets two more targets, and okay, but if they score fewer touchdowns and get less first downs and defenses are less worried about something else, I think it's a negative for the others. Yeah, that, that's fair for sure. Uh, let's go ahead and move over to the other big injury news of the weekend. Unfortunately, it was the New Orleans Saints losing their quarterback, Jameis Winston, for the year with an ACL injury. Also uh, uh, suffered an MCL injury, I believe, uh, was the diagnosis there. But regardless, he's done for the year. Uh, Trevor Simeon came in and took over. Uh, and and led the Saints to a win, very impressive win over the Buccaneers. Yeah. Um, I guess it's it's kind of in question going forward if uh, if it's Simeon or if Taysom Hill is going to be cleared. He's missed the past couple weeks with that concussion. 
Um, I'll tell you, Matt, from a, from a fantasy standpoint and, and thinking about Alvin Kamara, who I think is really the only player we should care about on this team from a fantasy point of view, I'm hoping Trevor Mike Thomas. Well, uh, is someday. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Right, uh, maybe. I, I'm hoping this is Trevor Simeon's job moving forward, and I can't believe I'm saying that. Yeah, maybe people have more answers when they listen to this. But I mean, when I was when we recorded this, I heard Cam Newton, mm. I heard Taysom Hill, Simeon, as you mentioned. I've heard Drew Brees. I've heard Philip Rivers. You know, like. Wow. I mean, this team's a contender. I mentioned there's five stud teams in the NFC. They're pretty clearly number six, and I think they're going to the playoffs. I mean, they're, back to our other point, is a super aggressive organization that will, you know, add things like crazy, max out their credit cards. Here's one thing I would throw at you that I hope doesn't happen by the time people listen, but I think should, and I mentioned Von Miller. What about bringing Teddy back? Yeah, I mean, the the Broncos, again, I it guess it, it's just a question of are they going the the route of the all-out fire sale, right? Are they moving Teddy? Mm-hmm. Are they moving uh, Sutton, who is a uh, a free agent following this season? Tim Patrick's a free agent following this season. Melvin Gordon, uh, a name I already mentioned here. Right, right. They're not going to move all those guys, I would, I would presume, in the next 12 hours here or so, but... Um, I think they could definitely move one and they can't look at they can't look at Teddy or or Melvin Gordon as as pieces of their future. So it it feels like it would be wise to get something for them. Uh, I think I think Teddy has been terrible the past few weeks honestly. I know. Um, former Saint. Sure. Is an NFL quarterback. Sure. Um going back to strictly waiver wire talk, Taysom Hill probably already on a roster especially mm-hmm. if you're in a super flex league. Trevor Simeon, almost certainly not on a roster. Uh, I mean, I'm taking a shot on Simeon in, in a super flex league, but as of right now, sure. we don't even, we don't even know if he's starting uh, the next week or so. Um, so I guess my quick question to you is let's say hypothetical it's Taysom Hill for every snap. Mm. Is he a every week starter? I mean, based on what we've seen the past couple of years where he's going to basically serve as the quarterback and the red zone running back, then, then yeah, he would be. I mean, you look at be terrible for, Oh, terrible. Yeah. 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 And that's why I was saying, (laughs) I hope it's Simeon. So, you know, looking win with defense and Kamara and, you know, right. 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 Thinking about these names, Peterson get very aggressive on him. Uh, as at really as aggressive as you can get, Jeremy McNichols, uh, I think, is worth a roster spot now as well. Uh, and and then Trevor Simeon, it's it's really just a wait and see situation. But in in Superflex, you've got to go get him and and then see what happens. When we come back from the break, we'll talk about a lot more waiver wire targets for this week. Hey everyone, this is Matt Williamson with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. Uh, My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Uh, Just download the free Get Upside app at the App Store or Google Play right now. Use our promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus of 25 cents per gallon on your fill up. That's, That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. 
Uh, just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents a gallon back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catches here involved. So the cash back gets added right into your account. You can, you can cash out any time to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card from Amazon. Just download the free Get Upside app and use our promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN. Thanks so much. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. You know we've got you covered on all things Dynasty, but with the trade deadline later today, don't miss our live NFL trade deadline show. Reaction to every move, plus a second half season preview and much more. Catch the live show later today from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. All right, Matt, I mentioned we've got a ton of names to talk about. Let's run through them. We ended that last segment talking about Trevor Simeon. If you're if you're in a Dynasty Superflex League, you need a quarterback. Maybe you had Winston, you had Zach Wilson, you had one of these guys that's just not showing up, or maybe you've just got a bye week quarterback and you need a, a short-term fill. Mm-hmm. Trevor Simeon or Mike White of the Jets? Wow. I mean, what an opening day for that guy. And I give him all the credit in the world. I mean, played very efficiently, Mm. played way above expectations. Michael Carter all of a sudden is a thing. Elijah Moore, Crowder, these guys are all stepping up for one week against a good Bengals defense. Yeah. Everything was super short, though. I mean, it was all efficient. Boom, get it out. Quick hitting stuff. I would imagine with, you know, one week of film, everybody's going to crowd the line scrimmage, disrupt routes, and he'll probably turn back into a pumpkin. And we'll see. Remember when Mike White had that one good game? I mean, that's probably the way it goes. But, okay. I mean, there's a lot of teams on by this upcoming week. He's going to play. They might be losing by a million and he throws. I mean, you, you watch that Texan game this past weekend. The Rams... Didn't play any starters in the fourth quarter, and it made it look like the game was closed, just pure garbage time. So you at least have that to rely on if he isn't good or if the Jets aren't competitive. I did see some some talk of Mike White uh, could challenge Zach Wilson once Wilson is back uh, and healthy. Yeah. That's, that's crazy I, talk, right? I think Robert Salah said something along the lines of, and don't quote me exactly, crazier things have happened or something like that when he was asked like you never know or you know i mean who knows what tone he took no way and they also traded for flacco like flacco is a better chance to start in my opinion the rest of the year than white might i don't know i I might take that back yeah over the short term i'd I'd take white and and sadly i like uh, i like the pass catching options for the jets better than i do in new orleans pretty oh yeah pretty ugly and you know, we talked about Mike White as a waiver option last week and said kind of the same things that we said about Trevor Simeon here today. You know, take a chance. Why not? But don't expect much. And uh, and wow. Yeah, what a game, like you said. Uh, let's talk about a couple of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Jamal Agnew did it again. Uh, this is three games in a <laughs> row where he's been 
uh, a double-digit fantasy scorer and popped up with a big game this time. Saw 12 targets to lead the team, I believe. Six catches, 38 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, this guy played more snaps, ran more routes than LaVisca Chenault, a guy that we love in Dynasty. What is going on here, Matt? I think it's crazy. I shrug this off every time we bring up his name. I kind of chuckle. Hey, you did the same but- thing with with uh, Patterson as well. I did. I did it all last year with Bob Tanyan too. You know, just, ah, that's funny. You know, uh, uh, but it doesn't matter what I think. I mean, it's pretty clear that they like Agnew and, you know, they didn't draft Chenault, but they did draft ATN and they like these gadgety type players going back to some of the college stuff that they've done. Um, and he's more than that. I mean, he's a route runner now and he's a true receiver that gets some other stuff here and there. I guess, boy, if I had him, I would be trying to throw him in on a deal to make the deal go through, though. Yeah, I like Agnew quite a bit for what he is. Uh, He's not to the level of, um, which you know, he's not to the Patterson level where we're putting him in our lineup every week. Um, And I don't think he's to the level that he really has any trade value yet. So uh, if he is still on your waiver wire, the Jags were on, uh, on by a week ago in, in week seven. So there's, there's a chance he's still out there, even with a couple of solid games. Uh, if that's the case, yeah, scoop him up. See if this trend continues. Uh, Carlos Hyde is another player to consider. James Robinson got hurt, left that game early. Uh, some, some relatively good news on his injury that it's, it's not a long-term issue, but could could miss this coming up week, and, and Carlos Hyde's the next guy in line. Uh, he had nine carries for 32 yards, caught six passes for 40 yards in the game uh, once he took over for Robinson. Just a short-term option uh, until J-Rob gets back. Matt, He screams roster clogger, as he has been for like yeah, the last four years. Yeah, that, but, that one's... But if it's short-term... And, and again, you, you said it earlier, sometimes we're you just get desperate for for those running backs, especially with all these right, injuries, right. with buys, etc. Uh, unique situation with the Falcons, to say the least. Uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, it was announced Sunday morning that he would not play due to a personal issue, second time that has happened this season. And then later during the game, he releases a statement uh, basically announcing that he is stepping away from the game of football and from the uh, Atlanta Falcons. No timeline at all on um, on that situation, which is understandable. You know, you can't if, sure. if you have sprain your ankle or tear your ACL, you can put a timeline on that. If if you're dealing with um, some mental health uh, issues, then who knows? You know, Calvin Ridley doesn't know. The Falcons don't know. Obviously, you and I don't know. It, it's a wait and see. Uh, in the meantime, Tajay Sharp has been the player that has uh, that has benefited from this. Uh, he's caught, caught five passes for 58 yards in the game on Sunday. Uh, that's kind of a roster clogger situation as well with, with Pitts there, with Patterson there. I, I don't know that you would ever get so desperate to start Tajay Sharp, but uh, it, yeah, at least yeah. a player to look at moving forward for those of you in uh, in very deep dynasty leagues. Uh, Matt, it's a touchy subject, and we've talked about it all off season with, you know, with Deshaun Watson, which is as different of the situation as you can talk about. Uh, but touchy subjects, sensitive situations for for very different reasons. Uh, 
Um, but we're still... And it's hard for us as, you know, just to be cold about it, it's hard for us as fantasy dynasty analysts to really put wrap your head around it, too. Like, when, when are these guys going to see the field? No idea. Sure, sure. But with, with Ridley, um, I mean, I'm viewing him as a player I would want to target in dynasty leagues. I, I actually saw some talk that... Um, I don't know if people misunderstood his his announcement or um, if they're just making some some crazy assumptions. I mean, he did not retire. He, he's stepping no, away. No, right. You know, he might be back in a month. He might be back uh, in, in two months. He might be. It might be the rest of the season. But um, I, I'm not viewing this as a permanent situation. Uh, therefore, I want to take advantage of any panic there might be. And, and it does seem that there is some. I mean, there is some thoughts out there that, that literally he retired uh, on with this announcement on Sunday. I would treat it like it's a season-ending injury mm. at this point. Like you said, we're already in, what, week nine. They're probably not going to be a contender. Is he going to rush back for the last couple weeks of the season if they're out of it? And if you get... More than that, if you get usage out of Ridley this year, again, I'm just talking fantasy and I'd be very cold about it, then that's a bonus prize. But if you're a rebuild or you're you know, you're know riddled with injuries, kind of rhymed, you know, if you're Ridley with injuries, then he's a great guy to target, like you mentioned, with next year in mind as a high-end player. You know, I mean, if we're ranking dynasty receivers... He's still pretty high on the list. You know? Absolutely. I mean, he's a great player, good situation once he's back. And who knows, maybe two, three weeks from now, he's like, I'm ready to play. You know, so I, I think like, I think what you're implying there is the publicity's worse than the true situation, you know? Right, right. Uh, let's move on. we got a few other names to, uh, to throw out here. Jarrett Patterson, this is an interesting one, and we've talked about him uh, in previous episodes as, as a guy to stash. It might be more than that. Uh, uh, Antonio Gibson continues to deal with this shin injury. Wasn't even on the practice report, so maybe that would make you think that he's fully healthy. That, that's just not the case. Gibson has been bad all year long. Not the player we expected for sure. And then on Sunday, the rookie Jarrett Patterson actually saw more carries than Gibson and, and outrushed him. Is this something that's going to continue moving forward? I wish I knew. I mean, my one redraft league, I'm actually winning the league, but my first round pick was Gibson. And it's so frustrating because you can understand why McKissick's interesting. He's a really good receiver. He's reliable. He's good in protection. And frankly, Patterson is an impressive little back. You know, I think that any NFL team would like to have him. So just on that knowledge, I think he's somebody that is viable for fantasy. Because any back, especially a young one for Dynasty, that's a good football player you have to pay attention to, no matter what. But... Like you said, I mean, Gibson's just not playing the snaps. I mean, my kind of last chance with him is their bye is coming up. If he comes out of the bye and looks like, the you know, a 70% snap count guy that we all envisioned or more, great. But my hunch is it's going to be messy three running backs used all year. And maybe he's the best one to own, but he's not worth his value right now. And he's hard to even start. Yeah, totally agree. Matt, when we come back, we'll finish up the show with some deep waiver wire targets. 
Folks, in life, we're all bound for different things. With Beachbound.com vacations, you could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or you may you just want to be bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, man, when, when I'm at a beach or a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar, drinking my hand, maybe creating my own taco flight or having a good meal. Uh, as long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'll be happy as can be. But with Beachbound.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what you are looking for. So, what are you bound for? Visit Beachbound.com today. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Check out tomorrow's show when Matt and I will talk about our top 10 dynasty quarterbacks here at the midseason point. Make your second listen, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. Matt, a few more injuries to talk about. The Packers lost their starting tight end. Uh, You mentioned him earlier. He goes down with an ACL injury. He's done for the year. Uh, Josiah DeGuara is at least possibly the next guy in to take over for Robert Tunyon. Uh, DeGuara played 16 snaps, ran six routes, most of those coming after the Tunyon injury on uh, back on Thursday night. Uh, ended up with two catches, two targets for 20 yards. Uh, this this is a guy that the Packers selected on uh, day two of the draft a couple years ago, really did nothing as a rookie, kind of more of that halfback, or, or no, I'm sorry, not halfback, but um, fullback. yeah, fullback, H-back, like Kyle Juszczyk wannabe kind of guy uh, can, can kind of do it all. Typically, that's not good for fantasy. Uh, are, you, are you willing to take a shot on De- DeGuara at all? Not really. Yeah. I think he's a wannabe use check. And, you know, they used a third round pick on him. They went Love, they went A.J. Dillon, and then they went DeGora. Yeah. With, you know, they're based after the Niners system. They saw Tanyan as their closest version to Kittle. They see DeGora as their closest version to use check. He ran six routes. You know, I mean, maybe it goes up a little, but I don't think he's going to get the football much. And maybe they trade for Ebron or Engram. And or some sort of tight end and really knock him down. But I'm not really interested. Yeah, that's understandable. Veteran Mercedes Lewis is also there. Uh, and he runs like me. He really does. That's that's <laughs> not good. Not good. Not so good. Uh, Tommy Sweeney, the Bills new tight end, at least in the short term, had a fine game. Three catches for 30 yards on four targets. Not uh, not the numbers we were used to from Dawson Knox. Sounds like Knox will miss at least one more game. So if you are desperate for a tight end next week, maybe uh, maybe take a shot on Tommy Sweeney. Yeah. Zach, Real desperate. Yeah, very desperate. Zach Pascal back, uh, back on the waiver wire, or back as a waiver wire option. Uh, once again, seems like he's always an option, but T.Y. Hilton Suffered another injury, concussion, and it did not look good. Concussion's never good, but this one looked Mm-mm. especially nasty. We'll see how much time uh, T.Y. Hilton uh, misses, especially considering that uh, neck surgery. Stock and yeah, yeah, the neck surgery he underwent uh, earlier in the season and, and cost him 
uh, cost him several games. So, I mean, he even threw retirement out there a couple of weeks ago. Right. Like, that, that had nothing to do with Hilton. So, I guess Pascal's viable. Right. Pascal, eight targets, five catches, 43 yards on Sunday. Uh, Michael Pittman, man, what a what a story for that guy. Really, he's he's not a waiver wire option. I wish he was, but he has been impressive lately. Uh, Scotty Phillips, the Texans running back, second year guy, just five carries, uh, caught a couple balls as well. I, I don't really want any part of this Texans team. Uh, you know, they trade Ingram. We mentioned that earlier. You you would think that's good news for David Johnson or or um, Philip Lindsay, but they went with Rex Burkhead and and Phillips as their main two guys. W- what a mess! Probably just stay away. But Phillips, just being a a young guy, is maybe somebody to take a shot on in your very very deepest leagues. And one more Texan, Matt Brevin Jordan, the rookie tight end. Finally got a little run. I think this this was his first game being active uh, of his career and of the season. Caught three balls for 41 yards and a garbage time touchdown. They've got six tight ends and they're all pretty pretty terrible. So <laughs> may, the offense is horrible. right. If they if they start giving Jordan some more time, that could be interesting. Other than that. Nah. There was a time we liked him yeah. as a move tight end. Oh, for know, sure, as a college prospect. You know, there's something there, maybe. Absolutely. And, I mean, we thought yeah. we, we for a long time he was in the conversation, uh, not with Kyle Pitts, but I guess behind Kyle Pitts with Pat Fryermuth as uh, who's going to be the tight end too. And and we thought it, it we thought it might be Jordan, and of course yeah. that was far yeah. from the case. Matt, any other thoughts on on these guys? Uh, we ended up with with several tight ends here: Deguara, Sweeney, Jordan. Uh, you taking a chance on any of those deep dynasty targets? No, you know me. I love the hot young tight end, oh, but these aren't exactly jumping off the page at me. I mean, of the guys we sort of mentioned in this segment, I guess Patterson's the one I would most be interested in, and I just like the way he plays. Very productive at the college level. You know, running backs mm-hmm. don't have to be the biggest, fastest. I mean, if, if you're a productive runner with, you know, um, contact balance and vision like he has, he might be useful for the next five years in some capacity and a real injury away from being very useful. So, I mean, he's a guy I think I definitely want. Yeah, I totally agree. That's it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast. Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.